We are Chris and Katie, two Jesus girls lovingly referred to as two JGs, who want to share our hearts, our triumphs, and even our misses as we awaken to the gifts of the best. The B is for the Blessed Mother, E, Eucharist and other sacraments, S, Scripture and Saints, and T, Traditions of the Catholic Faith. You'll see how we wrap each episode around this simple and joyful approach to not only knowing our faith, but actually living it in our everyday lives. Let's get started. Welcome back. Thank you so much for joining us today. Our conversation is going to wrap around the bee, the Blessed Mother. And we hope this is the first of many conversations about the different apparitions of Our Lady around the world. And today we are going to talk about Magigori, and we have invited our dear friend Chris Busick to join us. Hello. (laughs) (laughs) We have admittedly had a little bit of the giggles, and so we just know this is going to be a lot of joy and Our Lady is the Queen of Peace, and Mm. she brings a lot of joy. So, Chris, maybe you can explain to us before we get into, we're going to be speaking of Magigori, and tell us a little bit about private and public revelation. Sure. So, public revelation ended after the death of the last apostle. And that's the fullness of the faith is complete in that. And since the death of the last apostle, there have been different people who have had appearances of Jesus or the Blessed Mother or different saints, and those are private revelation. And we are not required to believe those revelations that they share with us. The church has approved many of those, which is wonderful because it really says there's nothing in those private revelations that go against our Catholic Mm -hmm. faith. And so we're free to believe those or free not to. But for our conversation today, and I know I can speak for all three of us, Magigori specifically has touched each one of our hearts, and we truly believe that the Blessed Mother is appearing to these children, and they're not children anymore, but um, these six people. Mm -hmm. And the messages are so powerful and really has bolstered our faith. Mm -hmm. So we wanted to share that with all of you, but please remember, this is not something that you have to believe. You don't. It's an invitation. It's an invitation to maybe... Consider um, Our Lady of Medjugorje or a visit, a pilgrimage, or reading her messages, which are so pertinent to the environment that we're living today. It's wonderful. Katie, share a little bit of background for those who may not have heard of this place of pilgrimage. So it's a small village in Bosnia, Herzegovina. I did it. I was having trouble pronouncing that. Um, And it's called Medjugorje. And I was reading something earlier that Medjugorje actually means between two mountains, which is interesting because there are two hills slash mountains that you, when you're there for pilgrimage that you climb. And we'll talk about that a little bit, but the Blessed Virgin Mary has been appearing and giving messages to the world there. And I think that that is another important piece that they are to everyone in the world. They're not to just Christian Catholics. They are to everyone, especially unbelievers, actually. And that Really, this has been a time of grace since 1981, and that this grace really has been granted by God to help us all kind of reawaken our faith and to reorient our lives toward God or back to God. What really matters. Right. So what year did you get Chris, our guest, and Katie went to Magigori together in what year? 2012. So Chris, give us a little background of what was happening in your life at the time and how you found yourself going on pilgrimage. Okay. Well, my family had um, 
a tragedy in our in our um, family. My mom died unexpectedly in 2010, and then my um, dad and brother would die in an accident two months later. Um, and my youngest brother had just been ordained a priest in 2009 at St. Patrick's Cathedral. So we were all together as a family then. Um, and so you can imagine then 2010 was a year of grief and disbelief and mourning. Anyway, my brother, Father Vincent, invited my sister and I to go on a pilgrimage. And I happened to be turning 50 the year he invited us to go to Medjugorje. So um, I really didn't know what to expect at all. But I had an encounter maybe a year before at another friend of priest friend's ordination in 2000, um, I guess early 2010. And when I was at the St. Patrick's Cathedral Church where he was being ordained, there was a gentleman who um, I encountered at the church just going in. Um, for some prayer time with a friend. Well, actually, it was with Katie. <laughs> and he gave me a picture of Our Lady of Medjugorje, or, or Our Lady of Queen of Peace, I think she's also known as. And he said something like, um, Our Lady loves you and she'll see you in heaven or something like that. And anyway, I had no, I knew nothing about Medjugorje. I didn't really have a relationship really with Our Lady at that point, I may have been praying the rosary, but I was really more about Jesus. So later I learned if you go to Medjugorje, Our Lady says that you've been invited by her. And I believe that. So, um, and that was maybe your invitation. I was just thinking yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think so too, now looking back. And then it was just what I would say a time of healing and an encounter with Our Lord and Our Lady. Love that. And Katie, you went on this trip with her too. So did you know much about know how it? that happened? Mm-hmm. But I was so blessed to be able to go on that trip. And actually my parents joined us. My um, yeah. uncle who has since passed away was on that trip. And my aunt, um, who, you know, was such a blessing. I just re- learned recently, she said, you know, who would have thought he would have died just a short couple years later after that. And that it was very pivotal to his faith and to his formation before his death. Um, but I, I think it, it was an open trip and um, you had said, hey, we're doing this. You might want to mm-hmm. pray about this. And it was so um, life-changing, really. Mm-hmm. Which I is mean, so powerful too, uh-huh. to be able to look back at that and say that it was a pivot in your world, mm-hmm. in your life, and probably in the lives of those that you love too. Right. Mm-hmm. I do have to say, um, just to give kind of credit where credit is due, um, my parents actually took us to Medjugorje as teenagers back in 19, I want to say it was late 80s, early 90s, mm-hmm. right when the war, the Civil War was beginning. Literally, I remember being there when jets were going across and there was a lot of tension in that area mm-hmm. because of the impending war that was going to be happening. And at the time, Medjugorje was not near as commercialized as it is now. I mean, it was, you know, the the visionaries kind of walked out, you know, they were just mm-hmm. around the, the village like anybody else. I mean, it was, it was just a, an interesting time. And I don't remember a ton about it, but I do know that they introduced us to Medjugorje and in, in my parents always had a devotion to Our Lady and it was, and we weren't there very long, but I, I was so, I think it, I think it definitely is what struck a match or light in my heart for a devotion to Mary. 
Well, which sure. is beautiful mm-hmm. is now that would then be, you've been there three times, Katie, and definitely the seeds were planted and began to grow. My girlfriend, Denise, her family went in 1989 as well. Mm-hmm. And I still have the little book she brought me back and the rosary, and it was super impactful for their family too. So I think part of this conversation is really to encourage others to go check it out. If you're mm-hmm. given the opportunity to share our experiences with you to, in order to encourage others to open their hearts to potentially go. Because we do know personally from our own experience, as well as others that we know that it has really been impactful to their lives. And so Mary started appearing in 1981, which I also love that for our own reference. Just mm-hmm. I think back like, gosh, what was I doing in 1981? Right. And well, their lives completely changed these six people who began seeing Our Lady. And um, she is known as Our Lady Queen of Peace there. And each one of us will share an experience of coming away with a great deal of peace that we each, the three of us, have experienced that firsthand. Katie, what are the purposes? Uh, did Mary share with these six visionaries? What can you tell us a little, a little more background with that too, just for those who don't know or some of the, right? Yeah, some of that. Can you so share? So we'll, we'll probably brush the surface of this, but um, so of the six visionaries, um, they were each. The goal was ultimately they were each going to be given ten secrets each, and. I say secrets, they were actually secrets of happenings that would actually, that would happen on earth and in the near future. And, and one thing a priest friend of ours um, reminded us, um, Father Enrique, is that these events will happen in the lives of these visionaries and they are not 20, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they are our age in the fifties. Um, I don't know exactly their range, but we know Mariana for sure will be alive. She has been told she will be alive to see in particular, a sign that will be given for atheists, which is, so there's only one secret that has ever been revealed of these secrets that they're given. And once they're given their 10, they do not have a daily apparition of the Blessed Mother. But the third secret that was given to Mariana is that Our Lady has promised to leave a supernatural, indestructible, and visible sign on the mountain where she first appeared which I believe she's referring to Apparition Hill. And Our Lady said that this will be a sign given for atheists. Wow. And that there would be no doubt that, you know, and that they would be given a chance and a a time of great mercy for conversion. Well, and I love that many of the prayers, I I believe Mariana and and the messages that Our Lady is giving to her are to encourage non-believers. And that, honestly, I, I do feel... I, I'm just so blessed that we have our faith. Mm-hmm. I was at a funeral yesterday for one of my sister's dearest friends, and I was sitting next to this gal, and I was like, can you imagine going through something mm-hmm. like this without our faith? Mm-hmm. And it makes me a little desperate to share how much God loves us with other people, how much He wants to be close to us, how much He is a part of everything that surrounds us and is within us, and to share that. It makes you want everybody to experience mm-hmm. the the peace that comes from knowing and loving Jesus. And that's what Our Lady is doing. Exactly. And the more you read about Medjugorje, the more you, you understand, too, the messages are for such a time as this, that, you know, up until 2020, Mariana was receiving an apparition daily, or no, I'm sorry, the second of each month. 
And those apparitions were particularly for unbelievers. And the fact that they've ended now and we're, you know, past two years of those ending, you know, I'm here not to <laughs> suggest that, you know, something is impending, but it does feel that there was a shift in that and that we have, we are in a time of grace and we are in a time that awakening the hearts of people are is more important than ever. Sure. And to open mm-hmm. our hearts to believe. Mm-hmm. I think in a world where there's so much... I don't even know what to say, disorder, craziness, I don't know, mm. around us. Sometimes it makes it really hard to hold fast to some of this, mm. um, even though we know it's true, but it's just like we're being torn apart at every every turn we take that, wait, this, this isn't how it's meant to be. This is not God's way and God's will. And uh, but yet these messages to me are so full of hope mm-hmm. and so full of be not afraid and I'm with you. And I don't know. I think that's a, an important piece of it for me anyway. Chris, let us know. Um, tell us maybe a little bit of your experience or either your one of your favorite moments there or something that you know, these places, sometimes when you get home is where a lot of the grace does happen too. It begins to unfold. So tell us a little bit about your Medjugorje story. Well, I think I was surprised by the beauty of, of Medjugorje. I really wasn't, I don't, I don't remember like reading or researching. I just kind of was like, yes, I'll go. And I was, as God always does, like surprised um, at the beauty. I remember walking, we'd walk to the valley every day and just the, it, it was also like a um, a wine, um, like a vineyard, a vineyard, yeah. And so it was really um, a time. I just felt like God's beauty was just surrounding us, and so I think for me personally, um, nature has a way of just expressing God's love so beautifully to me, and I can see God in creation. So that that was just like an unexpected. Um, gift, I guess mm-hmm. I, w- I would say. But the the thing that I came away with more than anything, as, as we you know talked about earlier and we laughed and is, is just like the beauty of friendship and how much God loves us. And he wants, he wants us to take Mary into our homes and that she is our mother. And especially for me, after losing my mom, who I, my mother was a beautiful mother and a loving mother. I couldn't really have asked for a better mother. Um, and so I never really thought that much about Our Lady and the need for her. But after my mom died, I was such a void in my life. And um, I just marveled at God's like creation and that He created Our Lady because He loves families. He loves His children. And so mm-hmm. what better way than to show that through a mother? And so I guess I just have now a profound... Um, awe of, of Our Lady and how much she brings her children together and um, shows her love in the sweetest little way. So I guess for, for me too, just the, the time with my brother and sister mm-hmm. and friends and family, it was just a joy-filled time that's unexplainable. Probably for me too, the encounter came in at St. James Church there, and my brother was able to um, and celebrate a Mass and I just felt like my whole family was there, um, my, my mom, dad, and brothers who had died. And it was a taste of heaven. That's that's what I think um, Medjugorje was to me. But it was also like an adventure. And I think that's 
what's important about getting away or going to these pilgrimage, pilgrimages or places, especially where Our Lady has appeared. It's just such a sweet adventure. So um, I just can't say enough about taking that time to get away and listening to to her messages. I love that. And Katie, you went with our guest, Chris, and me, Chris. Mm -hmm. So you have experienced it with both of us too. Mm -hmm. And what would you say for you and your three trips there? Did you see a progression of faith? Did you experience different things? Or is there an overarching theme that you might share? And and you went the first time with your family and then the next time with Chris and, mm -hmm. and her family and some of your family. And then when we went... Your mom and dad went as well. So, yes, and my daughter. And your daughter. <clears throat> and your daughter. And my daughter. Mm -hmm. And your daughter. And your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of daughters. There, our friend's daughters. Um, you know, I had thought of two kind of random things when Chris was speaking. And one of them, just about, you know, tagging on to the Mary, our mother um, topic. I remember being, when we were um, hiking up Apparition Hill, I remember being concerned about one of my kids about something. And I had this overwhelming sense from the Blessed Mother, I love them so much more than you do. Like, don't worry about it. Like, give them, put them in my hands. I will take them to Jesus. And it was just this knowing in my heart that, gosh, you know, I love them so much more than you can. Imagine how much you love them. I love them way more than that. And Jesus loves them way, way more than that. Like they just felt so cared for. Um, and I just remember that being very poignant in that moment for me. And the other thing, this is just kind of funny, but I remember standing there in Bosnia, Croatia, Herzegovina. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember thinking, man, I'm sold out. Like, Mm -hmm. I'm over here in Croatia. Like, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, I just remember thinking, okay, I am all in. I am all in. I love the Blessed Mother. I love Jesus. I want to experience this. I I want it all. Like, I just remember just looking at my feet one day and on the ground there. And I just remember thinking, wow, who comes to Bosnia? Right. <laughs> so this is, it was like you were being filled up. Totally. That's what I hear when you say that. The mm -hmm. other thing that sparks me is when we were saying, and you were there, and you were there, this daughter, this daughter. In the trip that we went, which I think is in 2018-ish or 19, I can't remember when we went, but that we did several of the our friends who went, we took our daughters. Mm -hmm. And I think us all being daughters and how much we are loved. And, and that experiencing that with my daughter was... Um, was so beautiful. And I felt that was such a grace and a blessing mm -hmm. to be able to take her there and for her to experience that at such a young age. Just, you know, it's taken my faith journey. I probably, it took me a little longer to get where I was, but what a beautiful witness to see our young girls just be filled with this assurance of love and peace in this relationship with our Blessed Mother. And Chris, like you said, too, I had a wonderful relationship with my mom. And mm -hmm. she was, you know, amazing. But I lost her as well. And I think like many of the saints, when we lose our earthly mother, it does the beauty of God's love and grace is that he 
has given us this heavenly mother who's always been there, who's always going to be there. And it just takes different events for us to recognize and open our eyes to who she is. Mm -hmm. And so even in our sorrow of losing our earthly mother, this amazing but wait, there's more <laughs> right. that she's, that she's always been there. And that at the foot of the cross, he, Jesus gave her to all of us at his, his most difficult moment. He was gifting us our blessed mother. And so it's really a gift we give ourselves mm-hmm. to open our hearts to her, to the love that she has for each one of us and how beautiful that is. And and the peace that really does exist in coming to know and love her. We could talk for so much longer on this subject too, but let's share a couple resources where people can find out more information. Um, I do want to say real fast, um, there are four things, four um, suggestions, like leaving Medjugorje on how to, because the word I'm hearing in my heart when we were talking is enduring, you know, like, not only has Medjugorje endured since 1981 and endured communism and all kinds of things that we could list out, our experience has endured as well. And it keeps, it keeps enduring. And, you know, even in our daughter's lives, anyone who's been there or anyone who, who even in their heart has been there, there's something very enduring about this place. Um, and I think it speaks to even the character of Mary in, in a lot of ways. Um, but there are four recommendations or kind of the the five secret weapons, which I'm kind of like, oh, here we go. I'm like, well, I don't only see four. <laughs> so <laughs> one is, to, right, exactly. One is to pray the rosary. Two is to fast on Wednesdays and Fridays. Three is daily reading of the Bible. Four is monthly confession. And five is to attend Holy Mass when you're able, especially, of course, on Sundays. But I, and I think sometimes I get confused in my prayer life or I get overwhelmed and all the different things we can be, quote unquote, doing. And I think the simplicity of this and things that we know are good for our souls anyway, it is such a good touch point to, to go back to like, okay, I'm, I've complicated this again. Right. Let's get back to the basics. Absolutely. And it's so like Our Lady to give us a nice orderly plan and a way to grow deeper in our relationship with Jesus and draw close to him. Uh, one of the books that I would recommend, just it's so simple, but and also drawn to is My Heart Will Triumph by one of the visionaries, Mariana Saldo. And we were on our trip able to meet with her and actually stay with her in her family home and be hosted by her. And I have to say that was quite Mm -hmm. an experience and it was um, offered through Stella Mar. And they're a film company that um, Apparition Hill is also another movie that I would recommend people check out too, if they haven't um, seen anything about Magigori. It's a good way. It's really a, a great perspective because it was about people who didn't really believe and they mm-hmm. were like, well, let's just go see what this is all about. Mm-hmm. And so anyway, I would recommend, I would personally recommend those two things. Anything, Katie, that you would recommend? The very first book I'm pretty sure I read um, about Medjugorje is The Visions of the Children by Janice Connell. And it's a national bestseller. So it must be a good one. Um, but it really, it goes through and kind of interviews a lot of the 
visionaries and just gives a really um, great background of Medjugorje in general. So we'll put these in our Loving Lately on our AYF circle. Uh, I can't believe we're out of time for today because I could certainly keep talking uh, about the joys and all that we were, all the blessings and graces that we were given. But we'll end with a St. Michael prayer. And if um, you all want to pray with us in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. St. Michael, the archangel, defend us in battle. Be our protection against the wickedness and snares of the devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the Heavenly Host, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits who prowl about the world, seeking the ruin of souls. Amen. 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 Until next time, JGs, know your faith, love your faith, and live it. Hey, this is Chris. Thank you so much for pushing play today. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode of the Two Jesus Girls podcast. If you want to go deeper, visit our website at awakenyourfaith.org to join our free AYF circle, where we bring community, programs, and content together in one place.